From The Australian, here's what's on the front. I'm Claire Harvey. It's Thursday, September 21. Sweeping changes to migration rules would make it easier for skilled workers to switch jobs and make claims for unpaid wages or entitlements. The Australians obtained details of the Albanese government's plans, which are designed to provide pathways to permanent residency for 2 million temporary visa holders. Some employers say the changes will make it harder for regional businesses to hang on to their staff. Former Qantas CEO Alan Joyce will miss out on $10 million of the $21 million he was expecting as he exits the troubled airline. Chair Richard Goida says short-term bonus payments have been adjusted downwards as Qantas battles a reputational crisis. A cheeky publicity stunt or an exercise in malware? A youth climate protest group supported by a giant ad agency is encouraging Australians to send friends and family a link that'll skew their news feeds to favour pro-climate stories. That's today's episode. The ultimate cookie hack. Melt 20 grams of butter in a microwave-proof mixing bowl. Add 25 grams of brown sugar and three quarters of a tablespoon of milk, then mix together. Add a third of a cup of all-purpose This is a recipe for sweet, nutty, chocolatey cookies. Fold as many white chocolate chips and macadamias as you like through the cookie dough. It's not all that different from thousands of other biscuit recipes on the internet. Place the cookie dough onto baking paper and cook it in the microwave for one minute on high. Let the cookie rest and... But this cookie recipe has a secret ingredient. That's cookies in the technological sense. Cookies are essentially small text files. They're stored on your device locally. Joseph Lamb is a technology reporter with The Australian. And when you go to a different website, those cookies will interact with a server and it kind of curates how ads are displayed on that website to you. You've probably seen cookie tracking in action in your travels across the internet. You search for a new pair of sneakers on one website and then ads for those very sneakers and dozens of others follow you around the web. The thinking is this kind of exposure increases the likelihood you'll buy that pair of sneakers or sign up for a streaming service or book a holiday. The creators of that cookie recipe you heard at the top of the episode are leveraging this technology for a novel purpose, to alter the type of content that's served up when people log on, not just ads, but news stories too. So the Australian Youth Climate Coalition are a registered charity. They do certain programs in schools and that sort of thing. And over the past 12 months, they've reported a revenue of 3.2 million. Of that, 97.48% has come from donations. So obviously they're quite well funded there. The ultimate cookie hack concept has been created in collaboration with Clemenger BBDO. That's the Australian arm of a giant international ad agency that's most recently been creating ads for the Yes 23 campaign. Will I grow up in a country that hears my voice? Will I live as long as other Australians? 
Here's how the cookie idea works. A person who's concerned about the climate stance of a family member or friend can share the so-called ultimate cookie hack recipe with them. When that person opens the recipe link from their email or a text message, they'll see a slick recipe video along with some very favourable reviews and ads for cookware. They'll also see a pop-up asking them to accept cookies. You've probably seen this kind of pop-up thousands of times. It's how companies selling sneakers or streaming services or holidays get your consent to plaster their ads all over your browser. This one reads, We use cookies to personalise content and ads to provide social media features and to analyse our traffic. You get the idea. But right at the bottom, this disclaimer has a big difference. It reads, By accepting our site's cookies, you are also agreeing to signalling an interest to digital media companies that you're interested in improving the quality of news you receive on our climate. Got that? This is in tiny print, mind you, the kind of print many of us probably don't actually read. So you agree that you're interested in improving the quality, in inverted commas, of the news you receive on the climate, and then your internet experience will start to look a whole lot different. So depending on your personal views about climate change, you're about to start receiving or viewing content, if you will, that is very pro-climate change. So what you've done is you've accepted several different types of cookies from different websites like Facebook, one is Vimeo, and when you interact with certain websites and servers, they're going to start displaying news articles and videos about climate change. The general direction is obviously always say no to cookies when you can, but sometimes some websites will limit functionality unless you accept a small amount of cookies. So we had a, a little bit of a play around and I mean this website is really limited in functions as it is I mean not, nothing seems to work right so the menu doesn't work you can't read the reviews that are posted there you can't really do anything otherwise older people and people who are a little more relaxed about internet security are probably more likely to click accept without reading the terms and conditions it's worth noting there's no option to decline the cookie tracking request, but users can still read the recipe without clicking accept. So this one kicked off on August 10. We've reached out to SimilarWeb, which does a web monitoring service, and they've recorded a bit over 2,500 views so far. That's not a huge number of hits, which suggests this might be less about changing minds and more about getting a little attention. On the second count, it's working. The hope of the Australian Youth Climate Coalition is that the pro-climate content served up will counteract what they say is misinformation. But it's the ethics of this idea that are really interesting. And it prompts the question, would it not be easier to just have a conversation with Uncle Ronnie or your boyfriend's best mate? Here's what the AYCC's Grace Vegasana says. She's Director of Climate and Racial Justice. To her and the coalition, climate change is one of the biggest fights that, that Gen Z and younger generations will face. So she believes that groups need to be very creative in the campaigns they have on how to sort of change people's views about climate change. AYCC admits this is a little cheeky. Well, yeah, it's tricking your nearest and dearest into accepting a slanted newsfeed. With good intentions, perhaps, but... In another context, this would be known as phishing or malware. 
She says, obviously, they're trying to change the, the news feeds a little bit of people who might be climate skeptics, but she says that they also want open conversation around algorithms and how they affect the content we see online, which is quite interesting, given that the campaign is doing exactly that. After the break, how ideas like this fit into a rapidly changing conversation about your rights online. Hey, I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component of that. I I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts. By this point, most of us are familiar with how search engine and social media algorithms work. Basically, they serve up more of the content we engage with more frequently. You watch one video of a filthy carpet being cleaned and suddenly you've been watching grubby rugs being brought back to life for four hours. This willingness to go down the rabbit hole is exploited by extremists to radicalise people little by little. For example, a lonely young man's Google search for tips about talking to a romantic interest can land him in the manosphere, a world where pickup artists and misogynists peddle women-hating rhetoric. The point of the climate cookie stunt is coming from the slightly cynical standpoint that if we're all being served slanted information anyway, why not try and rebalance things? But remember, we're talking here not just about ads, but about news. There's a big debate right now about how to manage so-called misinformation. The government has introduced new legislation that'll beef up the powers of the electronic media watchdog. The idea is it would be able to make search engines, social networks and apps accountable for spreading information that's found to be deliberately deceptive. Here's Communications Minister Michelle Rowland on Sky News. It is going to be the platforms utilising transparent mechanisms like fact-checking, AI. It's about the platforms identifying content that may cause harm because it is mis- or disinformation. The government's bill has sparked a big debate about the line between harm minimisation and censorship, like who decides what's misinformation and what's just a different point of view. The big tech platforms like Meta are developing their fact-checking capabilities but there's a huge amount of subjectivity in many of the calls they're making. Campaigns like this one add yet another layer to this already complicated issue, especially when users are technically consenting to the website's cookie-tracking policy. Cybersecurity experts have ethical concerns about the cookie stunt too. Here's technology reporter Joe Lamb again. Checkpoint Research is a threat intelligence service. They're a pretty big company and they're pretty ahead of the curve on AI and kind of the threat it poses to companies. So what they've said here is they consider this kind of a grey area because at the end of the day, what is happening is there's some manipulation of a person's online activity, right? And on the content they'll see and, and most people, or if not everyone who hits accept, is not aware that this is going to happen. 
So what is really interesting, actually, is we spoke to some internet ethicists on this, and they're of the view that if they saw similar tactics deployed by cyber criminals or threat actors online, this would 100% be considered malware. Ashwin Ram is Checkpoint Research's tech evangelist and one of the Australian's top 100 innovators. He told Joe the AYCC's approach isn't all that different to that of cyber criminals and it could be used to peddle all kinds of narratives. While this may look innocent, the important thing I think to note here is that any narrative could be pushed in this very subtle way without the knowledge of the end user. Likewise, Mark Preshi, an internet ethicist and honorary associate in digital cultures at the University of Sydney, has some concerns. He hasn't declared this campaign in particular malware, but he's of the same opinion as Checkpoint Research and saying that this was a cyber criminal, this is definitely malware. You know, interaction with cookies and different servers is all part of the web experience. According to him, it's basically happening all the time, but it's not an ethical practice, right? And... Just because companies can do that doesn't mean that they should and try and change our worldview. Joe Lamb is a technology reporter with The Australian. Thanks for joining us on The Front. You can read all Australia's best news, business, sport and politics right now at theaustralian.com.au. My name is Manny Karoudis and I'm a former New South Wales policeman turned investigative reporter with a passion for missing persons cases. I'm here to quickly tell you about our True Crime Australia podcast, The Missing. In this series, I look at old missing persons cases which have all gone cold in an attempt to try and uncover new information which could help see these missing people reunited with their loved ones or any form of clue that could bring these families closure. The Missing is available now wherever you get your podcasts and early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts.